You're listening to Agency Highway. This is a podcast for agencies that want to grow their business and work less. Agency Highway is sponsored by Content Snare, a platform that helps digital agencies gather content from clients without digging through a storm of emails, huge attachments, and messy Google Docs. Sign up at contentsnare.com and use the chat widget to say you heard about Content Snare on Agency Highway, and you'll get a 30-day trial instead of the typical 14. Now, here's this week's episode. Hey, and welcome back to Agency Highway. This is episode 75, and today I have my awesome friend, Kim Doyle, back on the show. Kim, thanks for joining us. What's up, James? Thanks for having me. Oh, man. It's, I, I, this is going to be a really fun episode, I feel, just because <laughs> we're friends, and we're just probably going to talk a bunch of crap um, and about <laughs> and just laugh and talk about marketing and uh, your content planner. Um, yeah, so I, I just love these kind of chats. I hope um, listeners do as well. They're very casual um, and chill. But you have been having a pretty great, uh, well, great year, at least with um, Content Creators Planner, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, so, well, business in general, yeah. Yeah, like it, it's from what I can tell, it's been very, very exciting for you because I, I, we had a chat offline before this and you said... Um, like nothing has been this easy for you, right? Like it's such a cool feeling when you create a product and people are just like, oh, I need that, right? Yeah. And, and that's, that's what seems to be happening with Content Creators Planner. That's what's happening with my Zapier course to an extent. Like, again, like nothing I've ever done has been as easy to get people to, like people get excited about it. I'm like, oh, wow, I wish everything I did was like this. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's talk about the the planner. Like, how did this come? What is it? How did it come about? Who's it for? Okay, so and, and I, I'm I'm gonna get a little esoteric on you, James. So totally <laughs> I know fine. we're probably on different pages of some of this, but I and I'm gonna re- I repeat this so many times. But everything that I do, just because it's fun and I am excited about it, tends to work. The stuff that I try to get way too in my head about because I need to generate income or I need to be selling something or everybody else is doing this and I should do this fails. I'm just going to be super direct and hope that people will take a moment to step back and look at the areas of their life and their business. Like if it's not fun, I am not doing it. I'm really at that point in my life. And so the planner was really funny because it came about just a year, literally a year ago at this time we were launching a Kickstarter, which failed. <laughs> but we still have a successful product. I think most people's first Kickstarter almost always fails. Like uh, that's pretty common. Well, and you know, I don't know that I would, we didn't need to do it. We, we then pivoted and pre-sold it through our own site and it was fine Boom. because we had a brand, right? We had, I had a brand, my business partner has a brand. And so it's like, we'd been online for a while and it was just, we got validation on it because we started sharing it in my Facebook group, the content creators group. I started sharing images and stuff, but it was something that, with content, like, you know, I love apps and tools and all that kind of stuff. But remember, I owned a scrapbook store way back in like 1998. I was an art major for a while. (laughs) I had font stickers published that I designed. So like, I've always had this pen and paper thing. And I just had gotten uh, my aunt got me to the bullet journal. Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, I have. I'm, I'm not sure where but yes. Yeah. So, and it's funny. So I ordered this bullet journal and then I'm starting to look at uh, the, the system for creating it. I was like, this is way too structured for me. I'm sort of a person who needs like gentle structure. Like I can't have my entire day calendared to the minute. Right. I like having stuff scheduled, but I need some white space. Like I was telling you. 
So the bullet journal though, like I got this, this planner and I was like, this is too much. At the same time, I had fallen in love with the paper. Like I like the dot grid. And then I started using, like I brought out my colored pens. I have a ton of stuff like that. And so I just kind of started playing and like one day I might map out a funnel and the next day I was like, what do I want my life to look like? Right. So I just did whatever I wanted. And so I thought I'm going to just kind of play with this. And I realized there was like this massive subculture of bullet journal enthusiasts, right? And there there's Bujo and there's like all these hashtags and for bullet journaling, B-U-J-O, right? <laughs> so I kind of fell down this rabbit hole and I'm like, God, there are people that have like a million subscribers on YouTube and they're doing their monthly spreads. And there's, so this kind of resurgence to pen and paper, which I've always, lo- I still write, I've always done that. Um, so then I tested this on Instagram one night. So I took pictures and I, I posted three stories of different pages of the journal that I'd done. And three of the, so I did three and the one in the middle is the one that I use the hashtag journaling. And it was like, 50 views on the first one. There was like 560 views on the journaling hashtag. And then like 40 on the third, I was like, there's really something here. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. And, I don't, and I've got like 2,500 followers on Instagram. I don't have a ton, but that hashtag, I was like, there's totally something here. So it was just like in the back of my head, the back of my head. And then I had decided um, some guy on my list who was an artist reached out. We had a conversation and I was like, so I had this idea and this is probably, I don't know, beginning of August last year. And I'm like, would you want to do this with me? And then in the back of my head, I'm like, uh, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, three weeks later, he still hadn't come up with the logo. And I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and take this back <laughs> because I went through that with lead surveys and I adore the guy that I did that with. He's a great guy, but I'm like, I cannot, if I'm going to do something, it's got to get deployed. I can't drag out stuff mm-hmm. anymore. So then I was like, oh my God. Jody Hirsch, who I've known Jody online for like five years, and she is a graphic designer, like 25 years, not just an artist, but like she knows InDesign, which is what the planner was designed. And so I sent her a quick message on Facebook. She happened to be on a cruise, like in Europe. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, do you know InDesign? And she's like, yeah, what do you need? I'm like, well, <laughs> like, can I hire you or do you want to do this? She was like, yes. And I mean, we went from like September to launching a Kickstarter beginning of December, and it was crazy and chaotic, but we got so much validation because I just kept sharing pages and talking about why we were doing it. And it was just this idea of creating content. Like I like to create content just because I feel like I want to get something off my chest sometimes, Mm -hmm. but it would be nice if people said, I need the content I'm creating to be part of my business goals. And I need this to be driving traffic and making sales. And why am I doing this? So here we are a year later and it's kicking but <laughs> <laughs> you, you can say ass. It's okay. okay it's kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, I think you know me enough by now to know, <laughs> know. that there is no way that swearing is not going to happen on this show. I do a pretty good job. I think of calling, uh, like cutting it back, curbing it for, for most shows. I don't know how I'm able to switch it off. Cause I, I, I can't switch it off even around children in real life. <laughs> It's bad. It's yeah. really bad. You and have then, your own. Yeah. And then somehow I like switch my persona to podcast mode and it's like swearing turns off. I'm like, how? Why can't I do this where I really need to do this around like In a business children setting? And yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. Man, it's been so good to watch because like I remember the Kickstarter and um, I'm sure that was like difficult, uh, even though, you know, in hindsight, it's probably like, who cares? We didn't need the Kickstarter. Um, but I'm sure at the time it was difficult. Was it? Yeah. I mean, it was difficult in the sense that it consumed a lot of time from Mm. that perspective and it sucked in a way because it was like, oh, you know, there's so many after the fact blessings for lack of Mm -hmm. a better word, but it's kind of like 
because we had been looking at getting these printed. At first, I was hellbound that it had to be a leather-bound book, and I wanted it all this way and that way. And so I was like, well, we're going to print it overseas, and we have to pay for 10000 And it was just, it was like one of those, like, it, we kept hitting weird roadblocks with that stuff, but we were like, we're going to go forward with this regardless. And so the fact that we had sales and support was like, people want this, right? So you got mm-hmm. that validation. And I just, James, I, <laughs> I have failed too many times in this space to let another one like hold me back. Like shit, girl, you've gone this far. Just keep going. Yeah. And this was right. So it was like, People want this. What it looks like might pivot, but it was like, no way. And here, the big thing that made us go, we've got this, is because we decided, I think it was up, like it was December 3rd to January 3rd. And so we're like going into the week before Christmas and we're like, we're not going to hit this. So shit, we need to pivot the pre-sales to our site. So it was like, we had to get WooCommerce up. We had, none of that was done. So we had to get all of that up. And then with Kickstarter, you can't email blast your your supporters so one by one i copy and pasted emails hey we're gonna do this to the site now we're gonna do this site we're still doing this we're still doing this new year's eve is when that went live and we did fifteen hundred dollars in sales and remember we were selling the pdf for seven bucks with the kickstarter so (laughs) we're like okay we're, we're good. And then it turned out that we, Jody had, there's a, our printer is in Atlanta. It's a great company. We had the highest quality, the best price. And we're thrilled with this. Like we changed the cover and it was like done. I mean, it was it's crazy. It's such a, um, like, you know, you hear this, these stories and stuff in business all the time about like failure and like, you know, just like, I don't know what the exact quotes are, but everyone talks about failure, right? And I'm sure there are people out there that are just like, oh, it's bullshit, you know, like just failing all the time is not a good thing. And like you said, you're you're an example of this now where, like you said, you <laughs> failed a bunch of times and then you got it. Like that's kind of how it works sometimes. It's real. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a good lesson, I feel. And I was uh, very impressed that you wanted some and specifically said leather bound books and that you were going to order 10,000 of them and you could have gone full anchor man for a minute there. It's like, I have many leather bound books. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, yeah. I, I really resisted the urge to just drop that in right when you were talking. <laughs> Movie quotes always work. Movie quotes oh my always God. Work. Yeah. Leather bound books. I don't think I've ever heard someone other than anchor man say that before. So thank you. <laughs> well, and can I just throw, you're welcome. And, and, and you know what? Like, I think what people miss, and I think this has to do with <clears throat> being patient and sticking with stuff. At the same time, it's it's experience. It's life experience. The yes. older I get, the less I give a shit about a lot of stuff. <laughs> and I, right? Because it's just, and it's crazy. Even, I mean, losing my mom this summer, like, made me go, I don't fucking care about anything. Like, I care about my business, but it, I just was like, I don't have it in me, but we kept right. going. So it's like, I'm going to do as best I can. But the point I'm trying to make is it's like, you just, it's so priceless who you become with each failure, right? Like lead surveys, what we worked on that for a year and a half. And I was so gung ho on that. And it was like, we launched it and we closed it four months later. And I just was like, okay, this wasn't supposed to be. And so each time you fail, you become a better version of yourself based on how you choose to handle it. So. And you know more stuff. Like it's experience. Like you said, you know, you mm-hmm. learn things that don't work and mistakes not to make again. And I mean, there's I see a lot of people in in uh, my Facebook group, uh, the Grow Your Web Design Business Facebook group, is like, and many of the groups, you know, talking about how like sad they are because they can't make things work, and it's just like, like it, yeah, it gets me down a bit. But it's like, 
I wish they could see that if they stick at it, whatever, then like, I don't know. I don't know the message I'm trying to get across here, but it's no, like, but I know what you, you know what it's, it's all there's you. I know it sounds esoteric still, but it's like, mm. you have to detach from what it's supposed mm. to look like. Right. Because the thing is I launched the content creators, Facebook group when I thought I was launching a SaaS product. Right. And yeah. I was like, I just wanted to have fun. I knew I was going to be pivoting to my personal brand away from the WordPress chick. And so I thought I, I'm my only goal was to show up and be consistent in that group. I had no expectations. And at one point I thought that I was going to launch a memberships through that. Right. And, but I decided not to. And so even having done that. Okay. So I started the content creators group. I don't know, like six months after I thought I was gonna be launching a software product, right? And my only goal was I wanted to have more fun. I knew that I was pivoting away from the WordPress chick to my personal brand. I still hadn't decided that content marketing was going to kind of be my new thing. Um, because I did a lot of self-doubt with that. Like you look at Content Marketing Institute and all these like in-depth and I'm like, everything is content, right? So being able to just, just, I don't know, I was so not attached to that group doing anything. At one point I thought I'd launch a membership and I tried that. I don't ever want to do a membership again. Mm -hmm. It doesn't work with who I am. Um, but, but really it was just, I don't know, sticking with that and having fun and letting that take on a life of its own. I had, I had an expectation of what that was supposed to do. I probably still wouldn't have this group. Right. So I think people have to, when you're launching something is not look at what other people are doing or I, I mean, nobody else was making physical paper and pen planners. Right. I mean, not for marketing. Right. I mm. should say that. And there was a couple. So I don't want to be like, oh, we're the original. We're the OGs. Nobody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. But but I'm just saying, like, who would have thought? And we even had somebody comment on uh, our Facebook page like, this seems like such a great idea, but isn't it a step backwards? And I'm like, well, no, people want people still yeah. use pen and paper. We remember better all those things. But so I just think people need to just fucking relax. I swear to God, that's the end of the, just <laughs> relax about it. It works. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, there you go. That's uh, that's, let's end the episode there. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish that, uh, yeah, that message could be spread a bit more. I mean, even to myself, like I, I definitely find myself getting to a place where I'm like, why don't I just bloody relax a, a little bit more? Um, it's easy to get into these, these uh, death spirals, especially you, you mentioned there, like stop thinking about what other people are doing. Like that's massive, right? Because there are people, those people I say, I said to like, I see that are sad in my group or whatever and saying they're mm -hmm. a failure. And it's like, they probably think they're a failure because they assume everyone else is just killing it which is absolutely yeah. not the case. Like everyone, everyone just assumes that everybody else is doing way better than they really are. All the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like literally everybody, like there are people I speak to that I assume are doing so, so well. And, um, and then they, like I hear, like I get friends with them and they tell me the real stuff and I'm like, Oh, okay. Like this is kind of similar to how we're all, we're all de dealing with the same crap. We're all struggling mm -hmm. to grow. You know, like I've had people that assumed several times that like content snares, this like million dollar company. And I'm like, well, no, like, do you know, like a million dollar SaaS product is not an easy thing to do. Like yeah. we're relatively new, but I'm just like, how did, how did people think like, where did that idea come from? I'm not running around going, I'm rich and here's my like mansion. And, but people still apply mm -hmm. like this, this 
everyone just assumes everyone is doing so well. So if you're like down in the dumps about how like unsuccessful you feel you are, like you're probably not that bad and it's all in your head. Well, and, and on that note, James, like the other thing I realized, and it's so funny because I have been like, you know, <laughs> okay, so before I started my business, I, I'm i like the audio, I was the audio cassette queen. Like I always listen to audio in the car, like way back when Napoleon Hill, all that shit, right? So I was going to do self-help chick was my first site, to be honest with wow. you. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to optimize this with AdSense, right? It was just, <laughs> it's like this massive, yeah. And so and I run the gamut. Like I went from like all the self-help motivational gurus, kind of got much more into like Wayne Dyer and spiritual stuff. And now I just go with what works based on my mood. Um, but just, I would say in the last year, I'm like, girl, everything is freaking mindset. You don't get your mind right. Nothing else is going to work. And so you have to find what works for you. I mean, I meditate. It might be seven minutes. It might be 10 minutes. It might be 20 minutes, but that grounds me. And then you won't, if, if you notice, okay, so you've got a Facebook group too. I, I don't do the, oh my God, my life is over. Or, or I just had this shitty client. I don't, I don't put that out there. I don't need that energy out there. I don't want to continue talking about my problems. I mean, and I find, you know, it's like, I mean, I shared some stuff about my mom a little bit different, right? But it's like, I don't need to reiterate my problems. Where is that getting me? It keeps me in the problem. And so mm. I know what works for me. And I don't, and it doesn't mean if I don't have a, a question, like we're both in a small kind of little mastermind group. When you're looking for advice from your friends, right? That's a tight group mm. that you can trust people in there. But the massive venting and woe is me or or, or positioning it, right? People do this sort of pontification and positioning problems of a, of a pay, pain in the ass client. Like I don't have pain in the ass people in my life anymore. I really don't. Like, yeah. I mean, business wise, I well, just, it's a choice, right? It's, and that's it's a, choice a choice you can make. It's like firing yeah. clients. I know it's very hard to do, especially like, you know, if you need, you feel like you need the income or something, but a lot of time the pain in the ass is just not worth it in any way, shape or form. Most of the time they're going to be eating your profits anyway, probably end up as a net zero or negative client anyway. Um, and the amount of stress and, and uh, mental space that they occupy is just way, 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 way too much. You can use that to further your business. <laughs> well, and that's just it. It was like when I decided, I mean, I have clients now, but they're content marketing clients and it's, it's a very different feeling than when I had web clients, like people are like, you're the expert with web clients. I always felt like the hired help. And I think mm -hmm. a lot of that came from the fact that I'm not a developer. And so I had people doing that kind of stuff, you know, but at the end of the day, it, it's kind of like, I, I don't know. You just have to be willing to draw a line in the sand. It's sort of that burn your boats. And I know that you, you told me like where you guys are doubling down next year. It's like, you're burning the boats. The only way off is to win the fight. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, that analogy, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. I'm all, I just want to make sure I'm like, and I'm I know scared. It's funny, <laughs> well, and you, as you should be, right? Yeah. I mean, are you? When we started running ads, it was like, okay. When we start, when we hired an ad agency, it was like, okay, we're paying them three grand a month, and then when our profits get greater than that, it's like, then we pay a percentage. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, there's no way we'd be scaling to mm. where we are right now, right? Yeah. But we also said, look, we're willing to set up and run our own ads until. And it was profitable from the beginning. And, mm -hmm. and what I say, this has been an easy product. I just didn't, we didn't have expectations other than we were committed to it. Right. And, and so like, even uh, in January, I'm going to fly to Atlanta and we're going to spend a few days together recording a course and really putting a plan in place for 2020, because this has been a, uh, let's figure it out as we go kind of thing. And it, and it's worked and it's worked because we've both been in that headspace, but now we're like, 
okay, this really has got some legs. Like what (laughs) can we do to take this further? You know what I mean? Was this, did it start as like a side gig? Do you think? And then it just like kind of worked. So it became your main thing. It's still not the main thing. Okay. Oh, true. Yeah. You've got your, your content stuff. Yeah. But it looks like it's going to become potentially. I think it will. Yeah. And, and then what I would just do with the clients even, it's like, cause I really like the people that I'm working with and they're super easy and my daughter works with me. Maybe she kind of takes over that and I get an element. So there's options there. And -hmm. it's never been something I wanted to, it, that fell in my lap through relationships, which I talked about in Orlando. It's Mm -hmm. like this stuff kind of, and I don't mean like I'm not doing the work, but I've done the work for 12 years that people are like, no, Kim, go ahead. I want to, you just do it. Um, so yeah, I think this could be at the same time, like, I don't ever want to give up my own personal brand. So I don't know what that looks like, right? So like, mm-hmm. I've got a course I want to do for that next year. Jody has a course at the same time. It's tricky because I don't want to cannibalize Kim Doyle for the planner, but there's an overlap there. So I'm still trying to figure that out. And like both anything that we sell through either brand could be cross sold. So it's, mm. you know, we have to figure that out. Um, but yeah, this will, I think this can absolutely, I think this is just what happens thing. with time, you know, like there are there are people, there are people that would probably discount it and say like, Oh, you know, it's just luck that you found this thing or like you already had an audience, whatever. But like, this is what happens when you're in it for a long time. It's, mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, business and, and this is why the failure thing is, is so reiterated so often it's just like there's definitely an element of luck in business and it's kind of like just sticking it out and doing the right things that you actually care about and doing it and finding stuff that people will buy and just doing it enough and, uh, until one of them sticks you know like right. it, everyone talks about persistence and luck uh, uh, oh, sorry everything's like persistence and hard work but you know there's luck in there too and but it's like you create your own luck by doing a shitload of things until something comes right out. yeah well that's just it and it's like and i look at the fact that i'm like the fact that i have stepped away from being out there so much just because of what i've gone through personally it's not hurt my business because i've spent 11 plus years getting here and I've been honest about what I've gone through. And it's like, okay, I, I keep the group going. You know, my emails have totally cut back my podcast, all those things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's coming and I'm not worried about it. Mm. I don't know. And, and it's just being honest about it. But th- this whole thing in terms of being easy, James, I just think it's, it's letting go of what it's supposed to look like and being mm. open because like we're looking at, okay, we've got other product ideas and all these other things, some physical, some digital. And you kind of go, okay, that they're there. And now we have one thing that we're mapping because you can do the idea thing all day long. At the same time, I, I, neither of us want to be working 16 hour days, five days. It's just not going to happen. Hashtag hustle. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag F the hustle. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, I just realized we haven't actually spoken about what the planner is. Let's talk like, (laughs) <laughs> Let's talk about that. We've this has been an awesome chat. Like I, I hope um, people take some value out of this, and um, yeah, that's all. Um, but <laughs> now I would like to turn this around and talk about the actual planner, about what it is and how it helps people. Because I mean, obviously, it's helping people because I've seen uh, the way people talk about it, and obviously, the like the fact that people are buying it and loving it uh, speaks volumes. So, what is the planner, and how does it help people? So it is a physical or digital planner. Uh, And just Mm -hmm. so people understand that, the digital is a PDF that you can pull into like OneNote or Notability or some of the different apps for an iPad, right? Which 
was my justification for buying a new iPad and a pencil. <laughs> I can make demos, but we haven't gotten there yet. But anyways, um, so the purpose of the planner was that we wanted people to create purpose-driven content that drives traffic and sales, right? And instead and of draw, instead that, of creating content just for the sake of it, like a lot of people do, just because they think they need to publish once a week. And mm. we're at this point now too, where it's like you know you're way better off taking a month to write a really really good piece of content mm -hmm. that people are searching for. Like I know search intent is big. I hate mm -hmm. doing the SEO grunt work, sort of, but there's a ton of value in that, right? Yeah. But but the truth is, like <laughs> I keep saying this, I'm like you're not going to get better at content by not creating it. So you have the friggin' start and mm -hmm. you course correct and you tweak and adjust, right? So the planner, we start out with what we call like a monthly, it's a monthly campaign page where you basically, it's like, what are your goals for the month? And we want you to get tactical in this. Like I want to add a hundred new subscribers. I want to get 50 registrants for a webinar, which whatever, pick the, I'm picking random numbers, but <laughs> you know, so you start with that. What is the content I can create to support those goals? Mm -hmm. And then the next piece on that is like, what is a call to action? So you know, as an example, if I said I want 100 new leads, I can create a, a blog post on, um, here, here, I'll do this well, like with the planner, what I've done in the planner, we have a, like a two page spread on the blog. It's content types checklist. I'm going to circle back there with me. Mm -hmm. And so there's eight different checklists on what you need to include. If you write a blog post, if you write a, a podcast post, a video, whatever. So I'm like, okay, these are already done. So then I took the blog post checklist and I made a quote unquote printable for an opt-in. And right. then I wrote a long post explaining each of those, what they look like, where you find them in WordPress, blah, blah, blah. Right. So maybe that's the piece of content that I create that supports getting a hundred new subscribers. Mm -hmm. The call to action then would be opt-in to get the printable. So you can mm -hmm. print it and you can put it up. Right. And then the last piece of that is what is the offer? And so I'll tell you, we have to change some of the languaging in version two, just because people are like, well, the goal and the offer, I don't get, anyways, what are you going to sell? So the next piece would be by the planner, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So that was how that goes. And so it was like, we wanted people to understand, look, craft your content based on your business goals and your strategy. Yeah. From there, you, you can go in and you map out what are the types of content? What's the micro content, meaning individual pieces that you can create out of that one post. Mm -hmm. And then we have a monthly calendar uh, and a weekly calendar. And we've, we've added things in incorporating stuff like, I'm sorry, I'm rambling, but. Um, no, 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 no. This is great. This is like, yeah. I'm okay, trying to, cool. I'm thinking of how it like applies to my business and yeah. <laughs> because you haven't received the planners you won last year. So, um, <laughs> James, like I am going to the post office today, James. Anyways, <laughs> off topic. I just have to get your address for the eighth time. So, um, but, but the point is like, we want people to look at like, do we have any sales funnels out there? What am I promoting this month? So the monthly calendar, the purpose of it is to look at, you know, oh, I'm going to run a live webinar these two days. It's kind of a calendar, your promotional marketing mm. activity. And then the weekly calendar is how does that content support the monthly goals kind of thing. Nice. And then we want you to measure. We want you to measure at the end of every month and at the end of the, every quarter because it is a 90-day planner because I am so, I'm getting a little ranty about this topic, but I'm so tired of seeing, you know, go record 80 videos in three days and you're done for the year. I'm like, that freaking serves you, <laughs> not your audience, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, recording a bunch of videos in one day is like totally, totally doable. Especially after uh, doing my course where like doing three videos a day, like four videos a day was like, m like melting my brain. Well, 
it does. And not just that, but James, that was like, cause I I've done that with core stuff too. And it's, it takes up such a different level of your energy, mm-hmm. but these are like record three to five minute videos. Then you take the video, then you transcribe it. And so I'm going to tell you, I tested this. So I went in the content creators group. One of the questions we ask people when they join is what's your biggest challenge with creating content. So for months, I collected all those answers, right? I don't need more. They're kind of redundant at this point. But so I took 10 of the top most asked questions and I'm like, I'm going to record a three to five minute video answering that question. Then I'm going to take it. I'm going to strip the audio. I'm going to use the video. Can I just tell you what shit that content was? One, I talk quickly anyways. So me trying to get a bunch squeezed into a three to five minute video didn't work. (laughs) And then the way I speak to transcribe it took way more work. Had I just answered the question in a blog post, right? Right. And I was like, this is not about mass quantity unless you're going to be driving paid traffic to all of this stuff, right? Mm. Because if it's shit content, it's not going to get ranked or it's not going to serve anybody. Not to mention what I want to create today is not going to serve somebody next August necessarily, unless I'm intentionally going in and taking the time to like look at search intent. And this is an evergreen topic that I can revisit. It just, to me, it's like, it serves you to get your content out of the way. I'm Mm -hmm. so tired of that. (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. I was just thinking when you were talking about like purpose-driven content, you know, that's we, offline before we were talking about my Zapier course because right now the that whole thing is, has been really just because I spoke about it in my Facebook group or my email list or whatever. Um, and I don't have like an evergreen sort of content strategy running for that. But um, just recently I, you know, I, I created a video around uh, a certain part of Zapier that I know people are searching for because I like, did some keyword research and uh, we were actually talking about what the call to action from from that could be, um, because that's that's a big thing, you know. Like just having uh, a piece of content out there, like a blog post that is good for your target audience, that that's fine. But how are you actually going to get them to opt in for something? Like get mm-hmm. them you get them on your email list so you can actually speak to them and communicate with them. Uh, if if they come to your site, read the blog, and go away and forget about you, I mean that doesn't it doesn't really help them or you because they're just going to forget and, uh, <laughs> and you're not going to get the business. So no. And I mean, that kind of, that strategy probably works if you're, if you already have a huge audience of a million people yeah. that just want to, you know, consume everything you've created because it's you and they like you. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there is that element at the same time, there is content that connects you on a human level with people that maybe doesn't have search intent. Mm-hmm. And so it's fine. Cause I do, I do a lot of that. And it's like, I feel like my podcast is even going in that direction. Like, I don't know, not like a dear diary, but it's like all of this personal mindset stuff and this and managing a life and a business. And when your life goes sideways, how do you keep moving forward and all that kind of stuff? I mean, there is a, a connection piece that makes people go, oh, I'm not in this alone, right? So mm-hmm. I think all of that serves its purpose as well. But if you have a structure and you're hitting the right stuff, then all of that is just like icing on the cake for lack of a better word. Absolutely, Yeah. And I like I'm just looking through the website now and I can just see how much structure this this gives you. Like I love that there's like there's so much in this, like the content strategy map as well as the planner. I mean, there's there's a lot here. I think um if you're listening to this, of course I'll link this up in the show notes so you don't need to remember it. Uh, but it's contentcreatorsplanner.com. And um I mean that the the tagline, the headline there, create purpose-driven content that delivers results. Isn't that just exactly what we need to do with content. That's, that's an awesome headline. <laughs> well, and it took us a few iterations to get there too, right? And that's it. It's like, 
it's not quippy, but it's clear, mm. you know, that clear versus clever with copy and stuff. And, you know, this whole thing, James, it's just what's tripped me out about it so much is it's just, it's taken on a life of its own. And I, I don't know, it, it's finding something that solves a problem. And we did it because it, sol- it solved a problem for me. I start like I would take out a pad of paper and this is where I think this is where my everything is content comes into play. So like with your Zapier stuff, do you know how many things that you could be creating content of just as you do a zap? I mean, Mm. just do a quick loom video or just do a screenshot Mm. and that's your content, right? And you're saying, look, I worked on this. I did this. I mean, I do that all the time. Like when, you know, I would take, I've done pictures of us when we've just had conversations about stuff. Right. But but you're also doing that behind the scenes. So let me just throw this in here. So from a content perspective, when I did a, I have this free course, it's called content traffic Kickstarter, which I think I might re-record and make like a low end course charge for it. Mm-hmm. But what I did first, and it was all on my Facebook group and, and on my page, but I just shared the logo and I'm like, guess what's coming. And I didn't say anything else about it. And then what I did is I, I have this sort of format in Google sheets that I use to track Here's the module that I record the video. Is it a screen share? Is it a headshot? Whatever. Is there a work page? Whatever with it. So, so, and I color coordinate it. So I just started sharing all these little snippets and people are like, oh my God, oh my God. Right. And then I shared, I did it in Google slides. So I had all the modules and I took a picture and I put that on Instagram and, and that type of stuff. And so I'm literally just sharing the progress. I got over 500 people in that course in less than 10 days for $0. Wow. Because I sh- I just shared what I was doing. That's it. And yes, I know that I've got an audience. And, but that's the kind of stuff specifically like with Zapier. I'm like, I would do screenshots of your zaps and, and little things and saving time and all of that kind of stuff or whatever. And I could go 12 way sideways with this. But, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I think this is where I want to see people testing stuff. That's how this planner took off because we just shared it and we went, screw it. And we started sharing pictures. And so we were getting validation that they wanted this by sharing. Here's the, here's the monthly calendar spread or, and here's the other thing with those pages, James, I drew them out by hand, pen and paper. (laughs) Right. And then I took pictures and I sent them to Jody. And so the calendar one, maybe I didn't, but like the, the strategy map and the monthly campaign and, and all of that, I got on a call with Mike Killen, who is totally into the email and tracking that and stuff. And I'm like, what would you want to measure Mike? Like, what would you want to see here when we did the measuring, like to do the statistics Mm -hmm. and stuff. And so, but all of that was content. And so we had all this validation. And so that's where I think people listening to this and trying to figure out that thing, that's your, you can share that and you will get validation and let your audience tell you what they want from you. Boom. (laughs) God, No, like I intentionally paused there because I was just like, that is, that's that's actually a great, great way to end it. Because like, yeah, let your audience tell you what they want from you. And that's, I mean, this, that's, that's almost the whole luck thing again. And so you do this enough um, and you, you build this audience and then you can just sit back and, and listen to them. And, you know, that's essentially how Content Snare came about. That's definitely how the course came about, the Zapier course, because it was just like people literally saying, can you teach me to use Zapier? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, yeah, but like it's going to take a lot of work to create a course. So if you pre-launch, like if you buy it before it exists, then maybe I'll make it. (laughs) And that's what happened. You know, like a lot of people bought it and it's like suddenly this thing that didn't exist exists because people just asked for it because I listened to what they wanted, what um, people in my audience wanted. And with the Zapier course, like 
you could do a couple big launches a year for that as you as you know if you want at the same time there is no reason that can't be selling on an evergreen funnel that's just constantly bringing people in and the only way to get through it is by opting into something of yours so it's not like this public offering i don't know cuz i do mm. believe it just is what it is like there's a great episode for anybody who wants to do a course i'm just going to throw this out there it was, it's a couple years old probably, but it was on uh, Smart Passive Income. Pat Flynn interviewed David Seitman Garland, who has great, awesome online courses. He's got a product. Okay. He I'll try added and link that up. I'll get the link. Okay. We'll find the link out. Yeah. And it's a couple years old. Is. Okay. Yeah. But it, but he explained how cr- he created sort of an evergreen model for his courses and they added like a million dollars to his business. It's a thousand dollar course, Whoa. but he did it all. It was on the back end, right? He still does a couple public launches a year for it, but having this evergreen model and then running paid traffic, um, obviously I'm a huge proponent of that now. And I believe in organic traffic and I believe in relationships, but you got to find what works for you. Um, And if you want to expedite it, 10 bucks a day is a great way to start. But it's, it's a really interesting story on how he took something that he'd gotten validated. You've got the validation for the Zapier course. So how can that happen mm. on autopilot sort of in the background for you? Yeah. Just side so It's going to be a fun little uh, adventure over the next, next sort of 12 months or so. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kim, this has been amazing. I love just hanging out and chatting with you. <laughs> it's just like Ditto. so easy. We got to hang out in person. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. At, at, uh, in Orlando, um, yeah. which is another thing I, I harp on about all the time is getting to in-person events because it just builds relationships like nothing else and relationships are everything in business. Um, in fact, I have a whole day dedicated basically Wednesdays where I just try to like reach out to people and talk to people I haven't spoken to in a while just because it is so good for business. Yeah. I anyway, agree. Kim, thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this stuff. Uh, yeah. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Always fun, James. Yes. (laughs) And guys, if you want to check out uh, Kim's planner, you can do that at contentcreatorsplanner.com. And if you want to get serious about like content marketing uh, and planning out, (laughs) what was it? Purpose-driven content uh, that gets results, (laughs) which is (laughs) what you should be doing with all content, uh, check out. Uh, Kim's site. I'll link that up in the show notes. Um, Can't recommend it enough. So that's it. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.